John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more... The more <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 1998 to discuss the Martin Campbell-directed Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, and Catherine Zeta-Jones starring The Mask of Zorro. This successfully booted one sequel follow-up with basically the exact same creative team, I think. And um, we picked this movie because Lauren picked it. And I'm going to let her tell us why we watched this for the podcast. Um, just when we were looking back at 1998 films, like, I was going through these, and I only had so many movies in my family collection of VHSs, and I remember <laughs> this being one of them, so when I was looking back, it's like, I haven't watched that movie in a really long time, wonder if it holds up. And, like, I really, I don't, I don't know why I was so fascinated with him, but when I was little, I remember really liking Zorro so much that I dressed as him for Halloween one year. I think it might have been the mask and just it reminded me of Ninja Turtles. But like <laughs> I just I just remember liking him because like his combat or his combat style was so fun and it looked like he was enjoying himself as he's fought. And like looking back at it, it's like I wonder if I was really comprehending that he was like stabbing people and killing all these guys as he's <laughs> just hopping around, swinging around ropes and whatnot and using his whip. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I still really enjoyed it. It took me back. <laughs> yeah, my wife yelled at me when she, I was watching it. Because she came home from work and I was getting caught up on it. And she's like, is this that Zorro movie? I love this movie. Why are you watching this without me? <laughs> so, Wait, are you saying we could have had Amy on an episode? No. No. Damn it. <laughs> um, Shout out to Amy. You should come on the podcast. Uh but I remember, as we're watching it, I remember having fond movies of seeing, fond memories of seeing it in the theater. And while I think the action is still fun and Banderas is a lot of fun, I think the movie was just a little too long. Yeah, and it was like two hours, 17 minutes, maybe? Yeah. Something like that? And, it, you know, it takes itself a little too seriously at times when it was... I don't know, the first hour I was enjoying it more where it just seemed to be a bit more of a silly swashbuckling adventure. Yeah, like (laughs) Batman meets Indiana Jones. Which Batman was inspired Uh, by Zorro, just for anyone who wants to know. Okay, so yeah, I was curious which um, came first there. Uh, Zorro was 1919, and I believe Batman was 1939. Superman was 1938, just in anyone wants to know why he's better again. Wait, Lauren, (laughs) real quick though. Take that back. Nope. In the origins of Batman, do they at the theater? Did they? Is it? Oh, I don't know. Is it Zorro that they were watching, or I? I thought oh. I've seen another. I feel like in some Someone. incarnations, Zorro has been the thing they're watching, but I could be wrong. But that sounds right. I mean, okay. I th- what I, I think, like, what's it. occurring to me is like they have the masks that in in um, 
Batman Begins that kind of like they have like the thinner black masks around their their head, so it kind of looks like a Zorro mask. That's just what I'm thinking, but I don't know if that's that's probably not the same. Yeah. Uh, it does look like in some versions of the Batman origin, it says something about the Monarch the Theater, Detective 1940, the Mark of Zorro yeah. was playing or something. Wait, the, the Detective Comics is, um, that that was his original series, so that might have been the first interpretation. When it was, when it, the, the article I'm reading, Detective says, Comics was, yeah, his origin. Yeah, the same since the fate was first depicted in a 1939 issue of Detective Comics. Just insert the symbolic prop. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> it's been referenced for a while, yes. Um, it was the original. Yeah, it I, was the original movie. That's cool. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, help but notice those parallels very quickly. Um, yeah, as soon as he went into see- his bat cave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they did. Um, in uh fuck what was i gonna say oh the movie itself does seem to be like a bit of a retrograde um superman a superhero origin story like you said lauren uh it's i mean it's very paint by numbers and i guess we've had origin stories of heroes before that before 1998 or whatever and i guess superhero movies weren't even a thing yet not really. I mean, we had the occasional was like X Men. I think yet? we had Blades, the Blade we movies. Had, we had some Batman movies. Well, yeah, yeah, the Batman and Superman. Yeah, but I'm um the 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 re the Renaissance hadn't kicked in. No, no. it was nowhere near as cultural um, as like a yeah. thing as it is now. But it yeah like the uh, the I think I my rating that was archived on Letterbox was like a C plus for me on this. And I think that's where I'm still at. Like, it's fun. The action's well done. Martin Campbell shoots the action in wide angles so you can actually see what the fuck's happening, <laughs> which was great. Um, and I think there's some pretty cool stunt work and stuff, but I don't know. The movie gets a little draggy there in the middle for me um, when it get, Anthony Hopkins gets... who's He's good in the movie, and but a little too serious for me sometimes. Pick a, pick a lane, guys. Well, you know, and I, I mean, prefer. He did have kind of a sad story. Yeah, but I I preferred the Anthony, uh, Antonio Banderas having fun, cocky angle of the movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's funny because you mentioned you mentioned like the superhero origin. The other thing, uh, which I think it predated, uh, it it kind of felt like one of the the action part of it, and just um, the charm of the characters reminded me a lot of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Just like these, mm, like super, yes. like wonky action sequences. I guess yeah, wonky's not a, a good. It's a very word. swashbuckling yeah, movie. Yeah, swashbuckling. And it's and done, in it's in done. fact, the Wikipedia page for the second one says it's a swashbuckler film, American swashbuckling <laughs> film. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that, that, um, I also it was funny because I had recently watched uh, the Expendables trilogy, and it's funny because Antonio. I like those movies, but Antonio Banderas... Yeah, I couldn't even get through like the first ten minutes of the first one. I fell asleep. Antonio Banderas is in the third one, and he's very similar to like the peppy... Like the best moments of Zorro. So it was kind of cool. I was like, oh man, I wish there were other movies where Antonio Banderas was this cool. And then I kind of forgot uh, there's Puss a movie. Boots. Well, but then I forgot there's like... 
the the Zora movie, there's that's it, literally like an hour and a half of him being that, which is awesome. I mean, there's another forty five minutes of you know not as good, but you know. I've always jo- enjoyed him, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I've always enjoyed looking at him as well. I think yes. he's, got, he's just got a quality to him that's very lookable and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, lookable or lickable. I I will plead the fifth. Pl- uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> de- uh, dealer's choice, I guess. He's a. What's it, what's weird is like he never got like super duper ultra popular, which I thought was kind of. I mean, he had so he had Zorro, and then he had the latter two. Uh, Once upon a time in Mexico tril- of the the trilogy, the latter two. But he never like. I don't think he was as big as some of the other action stars we've had, you know? Well, like, we're racist. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, Ben, oh, I mean, Speaking Ben's of right. that, though, like, I think I read somewhere when Steven Spielberg was set to direct this, or being considered, he wanted Tom Cruise to be the lead. <laughs> of course he So did. that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we move off, um, Antonio Bander- or Banderas... The Skin I Live In is an amazing movie, and he is amazing in it. Um, check that one out. I will put that um, on the watch list. But this was coming off... Martin Campbell... Um, was, this was coming off GoldenEye, correct? Uh, possibly. I think. I will keep talking. I'll look it up. So it was interesting that he was at... Yeah, 95, 98. Okay. Um, it was interesting that he got to make... I feel like a big franchise movie, like a Bond movie or something, doesn't guarantee you get to make another giant action movie um, anymore, necessarily. And uh, I, I appreciate that he was able to take this and kind of run with it, even though he had to go back to the Zorro and Bond well um, <laughs> a few years later. But um, the the guy does have some action chops and uh, i think that again i mentioned the wide angle on the fighting but i think that really is the thing i enjoyed the most in the movie outside and then maybe the banderas and zeta jones just having fun was uh, their chemistry oh was palpable as well i was just gonna say the other thing watching this i remember loving so much was tornado (laughs) it's like that horse had spunk (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's like you'll always get the, me Disney did, movies when you have a, just a fun horse sidekick. <laughs> did he name the second horse Tornado too? I don't know. Didn't I feel he, like he probably just called it Tornado if he ever said its name. He was super grumpy. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't very helpful. He was a bad cry. He had to catch up to him a couple times. He didn't sign on for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he did steal him. Um, the... The the movie actually is also a pretty just nonstop action too when it wants to be. I was surprised how long some of the set pieces are. Um, that we mentioned the swashbuckling, the Superman or the superhero origin story, but there's also a lot of Indiana Jones in this. I feel as well. Um, I don't know if that's just the 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 period setting and you know not using guns a whole lot and the whip, uh, but yeah, the whip <laughs> this helps did come too. First, though. So, uh, Anthony Hopkins was really good with the whip. Uh, that scene, I bet he yeah, was doing he that for real. Yeah, he fought for the whip to be in it. <laughs> a 
according to IMDb. Just assume whenever I say something random, like random fact, it's IMDb. So who knows what that means? <laughs> John, you didn't tell us what you thought about this movie. I mean, everyone said it, really. Uh, it's so akin to, like, any of those action films kind of from that, what I would say is that golden period when we were growing up. From the Indian. Had you seen this movie before? Um, I, yeah, I definitely, I'm not sure if all the way through, but parts of it, like uh, the fight between uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Antonio Banderas. And... <laughs> of course that's the scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, the one piece that I, when you first said, when we were arguing, not arguing, but when we were trying to figure out whether or not this was the original or the sequel... The, th- the scene that kept passing through my head was the last sequence and that set piece with the mind. And mm-hmm. so that, that was probably the most memorable thing that I remembered from it. Um, but, yeah, it's, so it's it's so reminiscent of, like, Indian Jones films or, like, even, for whatever reason, I was thinking of Men in Black when I was watching this. Um, just because it doesn't take itself too seriously and uh, it's... But it's got a good pace... And even the soundtrack, like, the soundtrack knows when to, like, lighten the mood for the audience so they're not all doom and gloom or whatever. Like, this is this is another, I feel like, great installment from a period when action films could be very playful. Um, and I, for that reason, I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed the fact that it was, like you said, like a, like a retrograde origin story. Like, it kind of jumped us right into, like, okay, this guy's been around for a while but he's going to have to go away now and we're going to need a new person. And I liked kind of just the exploration of the idea that this figure is longstanding and um, beyond just the, the uh, occupation of one individual. Um, and then the, and then the also juxtaposition of it went from being like um, a rich kind of like oligarch or whatever, who was still sort of a man of the people to a true, like, uh, I don't want to say serf, but a true, like, like, poor, like, peasant-like individual. Common, common man. man. There we go. The common, the common man. God. Yeah. The common man, who, not only that, not just, like, being a common man or, like, a, yeah, just, like, a regular Joe, but had resorted to a life of crime as well, like, was abandoned. And... When you um, called him a surf, my mind just went on this tangent with him being in California and hearing Zoro talking with, like, the Californian accent. <laughs> <laughs> just see him stabbing people. He like, does, he, uh, <laughs> he surfs on a, he does surf on a. Oh, that was also iconic. I think I remember the first time <laughs> seeing that. I'm pretty sure I took my dad's shovel out to our yard and like try to like <laughs> surf it down the hills and stuff I mean, like that. If only that was on film. <laughs> um, and it's funny. It's like, there were so many unbelievable things in this film, like him surfing on the, the shovel and just like all, most of the action. But the thing I found most unbelievable is when both him and, uh, him and Anthony Hopkins thought it, they were going to have to work to make him charming. I'm like, guys, we know that's not, it's this is going to take a while. Is it? But but at the same time, I think they kind of, they built in, like, the discrepancies between Anthony Hopkins' character, like, uh, being a quote-unquote gentleman, uh, to Antonio Banderas being this really, like, rough-and-tumble, like, guy. Like, like him at the bar um, telling the guy, like, to leave the whiskey or whatever it was, and 
that he never wanted to see the bottom of that glass. Like, it really built in this kind of roughness, or this rough-around-the-edges uh, aspect of the character, which made that transformation, uh, I think, more compelling because of that. Um, it Like, it was, it, I guess it was kind of like a My Fair Lady moment, I suppose. Um, I don't know. He was just like, hey, haha, you know, fun and jumping around, and then... They cut to a scene in the Batcave, and all of a sudden Antonio Banderas is, like, grumpy about his brother being dead all of a sudden. Like, I don't know if the emotional through line really tracked very well. Um, People grieve dif- differently, him. Zach. <laughs> yeah, but not. But, that was the, also but they the, don't grieve differently at different times, like, within the span <laughs> of, like, minutes. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, the Also, like, the tonal shift of, like, the stakes of the movie like sure let's save this damsel in distress kind of thing but then this other bad guy would not call her a damsel no no i know i i there's air quotes around that i i think i i think the wait could you not see zach do the air quotes lauren (laughs) forgive me i'm sitting in a dark room i must not have the lights on high enough (laughs) (laughs) but the the fact that um the, the the general dude has like his brother's head and just pulls it out at one point. It's just like okay, okay. Yeah, actually, <laughs> also, got dark as hell. that's based on that's based. Yeah, it's based yeah. on a real person. Yeah. Oh, I could believe it. I'm just saying the, the it just jumped around. It's it, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fun. One second. Three finger Jack or whatever his name is, and then the guy with the jars were all based on real people. Yeah. Um. So wait, so going into that, like, so there's some historical allusions to uh, real people and real individuals, events, et cetera, et cetera. Do we feel like in terms of just like the atmosphere or the like the the overall feeling of the movie, do we feel like it did uh, justice to um, like Mesoamerican like culture or no heritage at the time? Okay. Cool. I mean, I, I, don't I, know props. I was trying to. I mean, but but I mean, but I mean, the common folk are just props in the background. That the revolution is not the focus at all. It's it's all about this fantastical hero that saves the day, who's actually a rich guy who has no stakes in the game. I mean, he's just like Batman. Yeah, I was about to say that's Batman. There. He's just a rich dude out there who he wants to help the people, but. How about you give some of your fucking money away, man? You know, it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Well, and I mean, it's. I mean, the movie. The movie does even call it out, though. When the guy comes back, the main villain comes back. He literally calls out that these 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 poor people are just props for this whole charade. And I wonder how much of a meta uh, element there was to that. <laughs> so we've already. Um, slobbered over Antonio Banderas in this movie. But how do we feel about the other two I mean, leads? I feel like that baby at the end of the movie is going to be the most gorgeous baby ever. <laughs> oh, that's, oh gosh, that's so true. I thought Catherine Zanjo was the pinnacle awesome. of human evolution. <laughs> in, in this movie, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I kind of feel betrayed she's awesome. that she's yeah, she's great. I think she's a strong female lead. I think she's like she holds her own. She's not like a damsel in distress, like we were saying earlier. 
Yeah, like she's the third best sword fighter, and the, the first and second are fucking Zoros. <laughs> the fucking Zoros. That's a hell of a band name. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that she was also that. Yeah, that's true. No, just the one. Just the one. I feel kind of betrayed that she's not, like, of any Hispanic descent, though. Welcome to filmmaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, two of the three leads are um, from Wales, which is uh, a sovereign nation of the United Kingdom, I believe. And... um, Antonio Banderas is Spanish, so good on them. (laughs) Um, that does seem weird. Uh, one half of Zor- one half of the Zoros were accurately represented. <laughs> no, for real, right? <laughs> Did Antonio Banderas? Well, no, I mean, Zoro was Mexican, play... or was he Spanish? I think. I think Mex- Me- Mexican. Anthony Hopkins yes. was from Spain, and Antonio Banderas, I think, was from Mexico. Was Mexican, yeah. Um. Was Anthony Hopkins a Spanish guy in Mission Impossible 2? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that seems accurate. I forgot he was in Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, he's the, like, he's the Mission Impossible guy. Like the... Tom Cruise. Impossible Mission Force guy. No, no. <laughs> Speaking the Alec Tom Baldwin. Cruise in this yeah. movie? No. Or the replacement, uh, John... No, what was it? What was the guy from the previous movie? John Voight. John Voight. John Voight. Yeah, the replacement John Voight. So the Alec Baldwin. Yes. <laughs> or the. But no, Lawrence. I thought. Bringing I thought... back to Batman with Alec Baldwin could do this all day. He he quit already. He already quit. Yeah, he's Jeez. not doing that mission yeah. anymore. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like I just read about it yesterday. <laughs> you did. Well, I thought he said that it actually wasn't happening. Oh. Did he actually he already he quit it? No, or? I heard he's not doing that movie anymore. That's what he said. Well, then. Um, so, so, sorry to go back. Yeah, so I, I really like Catherine J. Jones. I mean, Anthony Hopkins was Anthony Hopkins. Like, <laughs> he was a mentor figure. Cut. Yeah, um, he's pretty svelte um, himself. He was in fighting shape, I think. For sure, like I think if he, what's 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 difficult is that like Anthony Hopkins fits into that like puzzle piece outline so well of that like elderly, mentally like father figure, like, and especially like I mentioned before, like it, as such a contrast or foil to. Antonio Banderas's character, where he's this gentleman and this almost this scholar or this uh... gentleman and a scholar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but he just—I mean, it's Anthony Hopkins, so he fits into that so well. So, it's hard to really like. He, he was fun to watch for sure. Would you have felt better if Catherine Zeta-Jones had been um, Penelope Cruz or Selma Hayek because they were considered? You want to know who else was considered? Shakira. What is this? How old was she? At the time? I don't know, but <laughs> again, IMDb facts. I guess they were going for like young. I mean, she was. Um, she was popular. I don't know when her big t- hits. In were. I mean, you can't say Salma Hayek or Penelope Cruz weren't popular. Around they that for time. sure like... were. I was asking if Shakira was popular then. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, probably not. I she like, was yeah, born that's in the where... seven, so she would have been twenty-one. Really older than Catherine, I Catherine Zeta-Jones was probably younger than Salma Hayek and Penelope Cruz, though, right? So how old was Catherine Zeta-Jones in this movie? Uh, she looks super young. She was born in 69. 69, dude! What happened to Catherine Zeta-Jones? So she was 21. Um, I was nothing, looking at the last thing I saw her in was like... Yeah. The last thing I saw her in was like Red 2. Not a good movie, Bob. Yeah, I haven't seen that um, one. I enjoyed it. It's terrible compared to the first one. Um, You're terrible compared to good the first comebacks, one. Good comebacks, man. Write that one down. Yeah, she's good in it. I feel like... She feels like... I can't talk. She she feels kind of revolutionary for the movie of the time. But she is kind of just like... They just kind of dutify her to make her a badass fighter. I don't know. Is there anything feminine about Ugh, her? Not this again. The last time you said something like this, it ticked me off. Her dancing? Why? I like what? her dancing. Is, was like what? very provocative. How, and... is, how was she made masculine? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I, I don't know what the right answer is. Like, there's is, not is one type of woman, Zach. I understand. <laughs> um, I mean, she's a... Well, I don't know. Talk about that with me a little bit more. I mean, what? I don't know. I like, mean, I thought she was a strong female character. But what were her... She was, what was not what is... reliant on others. That's true. That's good. She's She thought for herself... Like, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was... The idea that, um, like, I think she, I think she defended both, like, uh, Anthony Hopkins' character and her quote-unquote adopted father. Like, she didn't want to see them both die. Yeah, but I don't think they dug into, they could have really given her something to do. I mean, when you think about it, she saved the most people in this movie. That's true. No, that's, that's (laughs) true, yeah. And that, that scene of her using the pistol to, like, shoot off the lock, that's also iconic and kind of ingrained into my mind if anything like i think yeah but she couldn't hit the one off that's the one thing where they made her super damn silly <laughs> like, she needed antonio banderas it... to hit the third one or however many there were i think like the combination of her with those scenes whether it was that or uh fighting into banderas himself along with like their dance scene which i think was like a great celebration of the sensuality of both actors, which was I meant great, to go back awesome. and turn the subtitles on because I don't know what Antonio Banderas said to her afterwards, but I guess he called her a hoe, like because like, she got upset <laughs> and stormed off. And I was he just he no, didn't he so say he, something he, like I guess they said did, that's how they do it in Madrid or something. I don't remember. Yeah, and then he said she's a very he said she's a very spirited dancer, and then her father was the one who was like. Oh, that's that's a nice way. Well, to put I know, it. but like the way Catherine Zeta-Jones was looking at Antonio Banderas made it seem like she was super offended by what he had said. I think it. I think he had to do that because but, it's like well, he wasn't just trying to. My question to, but... is basically, did he call her a yeah. whore? I don't think. No, no. Well, if he had to um, defend her honor in the eyes of the dad or whatever, <laughs> or not. That's no, not he what wasn't doing that. Like. Uh, uh, the way, like, I think he was just, like, blown away by her dancing, I think is what it was. Well, then you have to tell me why you think she got upset. Because <laughs> in that explanation, she, there isn't a reason for her. Because he said she's a very spirited dancer, and then the, 
uh, her father said, that's a good way to put it, as opposed to he was implying something very different. That she's a whore. <laughs> the father, yeah, but I don't, that wasn't what, that wasn't what, uh, But then she wouldn't have gotten Zora upset with him. Implying. Well, because I don't think he defended her after that, is, because he didn't want to go against, um, He was trying to get into that room. Yeah, to and see he the did. new map. Which I guess he just goes in there and steals later. Couldn't he have just done that in the first place? Really? I mean, he's not the smartest. Like at one point, he did he did say something <laughs> about uh, the guy not being able to catch Zoro when he was in like in the confessional. Which would that have been common knowledge? Did he just sit like point in fact? I'm Zoro to him basically. To the priest. <laughs> Or no, to later when to they're the at captain, the table, he made fun of Captain Love or Hart or whatever his name was. I don't remember, and well, everyone maybe laughed at maybe him. it's like I assume it was like since other people knew, like the priest knew, and I know, but like so this maybe guy like, is just a random guy have been, from Spain who just came into town and knows this random fact. It could have just been you know, you know, the talk of the town. Yeah, maybe they've been talking about it for a while. Oh, yes. He just stuck a little another knife in there. Um, no, I, 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 I thought it, it felt progressive watching it. I was just kind of wanted to talk that through with you guys. If well, and especially at the time, I think yeah, I will. Especially I, if for anything, the time, I think yes, for sure. It, Catherine Zeta Jones's character. I forgot what we were actually talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was very, very happy <laughs> that the whole scene with her getting her shirt taken off basically wasn't like the first time they met, because that would have yeah. been like extra creepy it's still not a great move to do to someone but at least no. he wasn't he wasn't no. like super gross about it at least if that if that scene's <laughs> made today she's chopping off his clothes it's too and well, i think I mean, yeah. she did get the first nick in yeah. yeah his just didn't get pulled off at the wire i cut you off john what were you gonna say no i was just i was gonna talk about that entire scene like it was it was playful in a way that was that was very like it. It did feel it didn't feel predatory. malicious or it didn't feel pre- it didn't feel super predatory. But part of it felt kind of like flirty. I mean, on both ends. they they want to fuck each other so yeah. bad since the first time they see each other. <laughs> True. Like the sexual tension is there. I just I I I just like I said. I wish it went both ways there. He Zora was here. He left. He was vigorous. Vigorous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Figurous father. <laughs> you can see the gears turning in his head, being like, oh no. I will say, that was the one scene I remembered from, like, looking back on the movie. It's like, that was the only thing I remembered from this movie. And then watching it, it was like, oh yeah, this happened, and then this happened. Oh, I love this movie. That was definitely, like, the trailer shot in the movie was her clothes. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Well, and that's the one reason why I said it felt kind of exploitative, because in the sense that, it was such a memorable scene that I guess they took advantage of in the marketing. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. she is supposed to be, like, super sexy and, uh, you know, yeah. an object of desire the whole and, like, time. I will say, at least in this sense, it was worked into the scene in a way that made sense, as opposed to, like, say, Alice Eve being half-naked in the Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he, he disarms her clothing, like, to get away. Yeah, it makes you know, sense. Like, yeah. yeah. Had to use those hands to cover herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh man, why did that brother go out so easily? Like they just, 
the because he wasn't Zoro. Yeah, I know, but he but he's the one who got the pendant though. That that seemed. I little... thought that was actually kind of was badass weird. The guy, it's like you gave it to the wrong was... brother. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. Just like he's like, ah, I, you know, oh, he I, shot himself. I take honor in this, and the guy's just like, yeah. fuck you and your. I honor. like that, but it was so <laughs> stupid that they didn't then didn't go trying to find Antonio Banderas because he was like twenty feet away. He couldn't have gotten far. Yeah. Yeah, and he, we wouldn't have I mean, a movie. It's true, but I'm just saying, no one is that intelligent in this movie. Did anybody have any remembrance of seeing the second one? I hadn't. I remember I've never being excited it. to see it, but I don't have any. I'm not even sure if I, I knew it existed like, until like this I, there year. were parts. There were parts of this one that I thought were in the second one, so I don't really remember any of the second one except. Isn't there a kid like a little bit older? He's like ten or something. He's like a. It's like the mummy time jump. The mummy to uh, the mummy returns. Yeah, that would make sense from my outsider perspective. <laughs> a good thing to do. Well, it was almost, it was a, I guess it was eight years later. Um, so, it was oh, called, what, The Legend, yeah, Legend of Zorro is the sequel? Yeah. It was written by Robert Orkey and Alex Kurtman, uh, speaking of those Star Trek movies, reboots. Oh, which, by the way, speaking of uh, the director, Martin Campbell, when I, I looked at his, his filmography, and it's like, he <laughs> has... Oh, yeah, but he also has, like, two of my favorite goal, uh, 007 movies. Uh, it's weird, because he has, like, some really, really good movies, and he also has some just super awful ones. Not that I've seen Green Lantern, but uh, The Foreigner, his new movie with uh, Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan, oh, I thought that was just awful. You can't badmouth Green Lantern if you've never seen it. I'm not, no, that's what I'm saying, I haven't, yeah. but I'm saying, I'm just saying like, don't pull a John. <laughs> oh, Ben, you're an American. Feel free to pull a John as often as you please. It's your right. It's your blood right. That definitely sounded oh. dirtier to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, it's like, I think darkness just, was like, invited you to give him a handy. <laughs> uh, Edge of Darkness, I remember being okay with Mel Gibson, like, slowly dying of, like, cancer. Doesn't he get, like, injected uh, with cancer Mel or Gibson, something like that? I'll pass. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this fell in the range of... Uh... I know GoldenEye is not, a, like, not often talked about as one of the quote-unquote better Bond movies. What are you talking about? It is definitely discussed as the best Pierce Brosnan movie and one of the better ones. There's so many people I know who just shit all over it because it's not based on one of the books, but it's such a good movie! It also spawned one of the best video games of all time, so what can you... Who may or may not have a character on my most memorable characters in all of gaming list. That you'll never publish? Just FYI. Or is this one you already did publish? He's more likely to publish it than I am anytime soon. My shark cried <laughs> up that I keep saying I have mostly written. <laughs> it's it's like I think I need to get one more thing on it, and then I can probably yeah. I seriously it. need like one more sentence, and I can post this thing. But my computer setup's just super messed up right now, and it's so obnoxious. I just want to go back when we were talking about the stunts and how much uh-huh. like a lot of the action sequences are so great. I just. I would love to watch them filming the the horse like chase scene. There's mm-hmm. just some cool stunts that I'd never really seen before. Like when he was able to flip around backward on the horse. It's mm-hmm. just, it was just so cool. Man, tornado. I would awesome. like to see how much 
Banderas is doing versus the yeah, I know, too. Um, I know he wanted to do a lot of them, but yeah, I don't know how much he was allowed to. But he also did a lot of training with swords, including training with the Olymp- like Spanish Olympic team, which is pretty yeah, cool. their trainer, and their train their their trainer was like there's a, like he hasn't seen very many people with raw talent. Did like you his. read the IMDb facts too? Uh, Wikipedia. Oh but well, close. There's some crossover then. <laughs> <laughs> The same guy submitting yeah, trivia. Yeah, same person writing all of it. To, is doing all of it. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for Mask of Zorro, unless anybody else has... You didn't talk about your like favorite part of this movie. Oh, yeah. Did you notice it from the very beginning? I don't know if I would have pecked it out on my. I, had you not mentioned it, I would have wait, been like, "That what? was weird," but maybe I just misheard it. <laughs> the fire sound effect is like a jaguar screaming. Yeah, an explosion was a jaguar too. Multiple ridiculous. times. Oh, with the, Multiple oh yeah, times. with the like when he does the 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 Z. Yeah, at the beginning, that was cool. and then at the end of the movie too. Yeah, that was cool. It was, it was <laughs> stupid, <laughs> is what it was. It's it's so. It's so why why do my God fireplace so fires not make this noise? I'm super yeah, upset. Fire would be so much cooler if it made They that do noise. when they're from fucking Zorro, which isn't it like the fox, which okay, so Jaguar I guess a fox yelping wouldn't have wouldn't have like made as much <laughs> <laughs> like it wouldn't have sounded what as cool as about? a Jaguar. Z- <laughs> Zorro Zorro is Zorro means fox in oh. Spanish, I think. So, like, you know, if he had done the Z and it was a fox, it would have been, like, kind of just like a yip as opposed to the jaguar roar. Although now all I can think of is uh, Sex Panther from Anchorman. <laughs> I think it was the same sound effect. <laughs> it's made with bits of real panther. <laughs> um, next God. week we're keeping... <laughs> next week we're keeping our 19... Uh... 98 flashback rolling to um, George Miller's Babe follow-up, Babe Pickin' the City. Oh, a movie I've never actually seen, but I've heard heralded what? as one of the best um, sequels well, of is, all time. I can't judge and you. I this is the, the Babe like sequel. Wait, what? So now I have to watch two movies? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> two Babe movies? Come on. Now. Yes. You've never seen the first Babe? Like when I was two or something. I don't remember. <laughs> well, Babe was Whenever nominated it came out, for when did Best it Picture, out? wasn't it? I don't know, man. Is it like Charlotte's Web? Am I going to be sad? You're definitely going to be sad at some no. point, probably. So, it was 95. So, it yeah, was I was like seven was when nominated. I saw it. That'll do, Lauren. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, in all fairness, I should watch it again, considering I do quote that. <laughs> Babe Pig in the um, City is a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, I, I feel like tw- I feel like um, that movie has been reclaimed in the... 68 the... out of 100 for the meta Oh, but wait a second. Wait a second. I'm confused here. Um, uh, The first Babe is definitely the better one, ratings-wise. But isn't the second one directed by, yes, George Miller, who directed um, Mad Max Fury yeah. Road? He directed uh, all of the Mad Maxes. <laughs> so, I don't know. I've heard it's a great movie. I look forward to discussing it. Um, yeah, and we can have a debate on how to pronounce orangutan. Because there's one in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Did, did Ben? You said the movie did get nominated for an Oscar. Best uh, picture. Yes, best original, best original song. I think the first oh, one was nominated so that's for like best picture. Suicide yeah, that's Squad what I'm saying. The first eight. one, and best supporting actor, and best director, best screenplay. Uh, well, that's the first one. Academy we'll, Awards we'll, we'll, is just best music. Is Babe really? I'm talking that about the good? first. One. I don't remember it. Oh, first one. What? Well, we're going to be talking all about Babe. We're going to learn about week. what a lot of animals say with Babe. <laughs> Pig in the city. <laughs> <laughs> um, but until then, uh, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me at Zach Oldenburg, wherever you can find that. And you can find us at middleofrow.com, where I actually I posted three new movie reviews since the last time we recorded one of these, I think. Um, for some smaller female-driven indie I was movies, say, I don't think I'd heard of any of them. Uh, one of them, Madeline's Madeline, will most likely be in my top ten of the year. It is excellent, but it is weird and not for everybody. But um, if you if you take the risk on Zach recommendations, that's one worth taking. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and on Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. Uh, and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. The stupid letterbox bullshit. Hey, you leave my letterbox alone. You're telling people where to follow reason you. You use it, so this is on you. Oh, I love letterbox. <laughs> I'm just the, the it's just the the hype game for it has just gone through the roof recently. Uh, I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter where you'll get updates on when we post podcast episodes or written content on the website. And that's at middle of row. Hashtag know that. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Babe Pig in the City. I remember two Babe movies. <laughs> the best seats are in the middle of the row.